Greetings, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Communication Guru Podcast, where we believe it is not always what you say, but how you say it that matters the most. I'm your host, Tim McMurtry, president and CEO of Tim McMurtry International LLC, a business consultancy specializing in personal development and training, government and public affairs, along with corporate and community relations. I'm delighted to have you join us and I thank you for your listenership and viewership of this show. As you know, our aim on this platform is to discuss nuances and insights relative to the communication continuum to help you maximize the impact and results of effective communication within your own various spheres of influence, be it your business, your relationships, and or your workplace. We're here to help you become a top-notch communicator. So be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast, The Communication Guru Podcast, The Communication Guru Podcast, The Communication Guru Podcast, so you can get notified when new episodes are released and available for public consumption. The reason why I say that three times is that I heard somewhere that the human mind processes things when it hears it at least three times. And so I really want you to process it in your mind. The Communication Guru Podcast. That's why I say it so much. So, The Communication Guru Podcast. And it's my show. So, (laughs) there you go. The Communication Guru Podcast. Moving on. I have to move expeditiously on this episode because my super producer has already informed me that he has a full schedule and slate of other shows that he has produced. So, in so many words, (laughs) he told me to get on with it. Mm, then get out. Hey. <laughs> so that's what I would do. I would keep it moving. Amen. One of the most important factors to determining the effectiveness of your communication is your self-esteem. Your self-esteem. As I stated before, your self-esteem is your reputation with yourself. It's how you feel about you. Not your mama, not your spouse. Not your friends, not your co-workers, not your business partners, not your clients, not anybody at the store. It's how you feel about yourself. And how you feel about yourself is the most determinant factor on how effective your communication will be, plus what you will get in and out of life. In this high stature that you hold for yourself, it has to be immovable and unalterable despite challenges to it that may come up occasionally. So even if you miss the mark sometimes, even if you blow it sometimes, even if you drop the ball sometimes, that should not impact the stature of your self-esteem. Oh, I messed up. So what? Get back up and keep it moving. Your self-esteem has to be an armor that is unchinkable. Now it might take some hits because you're human. I'm only human. A flesh and blood, a man. I am just a man. You remember that? That was a jam. I think it was a group called Human League. Shout out Human League. That was, ooh, born to make mistakes. Look that up on YouTube. I'm only human. I think it's called Human League. It was a jam. Anyway, we are all only human, but that does not mean that we cannot maintain a healthy, high stature of our self-esteem. Now, it takes practice. And anything that you do with practice, if you are practicing correctly, you are able to develop a skill at that thing. I was golfing one time at Lincoln Park, a local park nine-hole joint here in the Milwaukee area. And I was walking back to my car after a round, 
And I saw a gentleman that was off to the side doing what you call chipping. That's where you take the ball, it's just off the green, and you hit it up just a little bit in the air, then it gets to the edge of the green or on the green, and then it rolls close to the hole. That's called chipping as opposed to putting where you're already on the green, you're just trying to get that ball in that hole on that little thin grass. So he was chipping, and he was really chipping good. As I was watching him, I watched about five or six shots that he hit, and all of them came close to the hole after he chipped them. One or two of them even went in. And as I was walking by, you know, just trying to shout out to him or whatever. I was like, practice makes perfect, huh? Because he was really killing that. He didn't even look up at me. He just heard my voice and he responded, "Uh uh-uh, perfect practice makes perfect. (laughs) How you like me? No, 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 no. I was like, okay, you didn't have to, you didn't have to, you know what I'm saying? Shots fired. I was just trying to give you some props. But what he was saying was, it ain't just that you're practicing something. You got to be practicing it right for it to be right. Or you will practice it wrong and you will come out being wrong. Your self-esteem has to be nurtured. It has to be fed rightly. Being not, I just can't seem to get it right. That ain't the right practice. It is, hey, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm God's creation. I'm here for a purpose, and I'm going to live out that purpose. I get better and better acquainted with my purpose every day, and I do it better day after day. That's how you build self-esteem, even if something happened to you that wasn't that sweet. Moving right along as we continue here, sort of like if you are a parent. If you are a parent, you have a child, daughter or son, and they do something and they deserve a spanking or some punishment. You whoop them with them. That doesn't mean you don't still love them. That also does not exempt them from the stature of being your daughter or son still. They maintain their stature even during this challenge. In a similar fashion, your self-esteem should maintain a certain stature even if it takes (laughs) a lick or two per se. You still have to go ahead and move forward. Now, that has to be an act of your will that you say to yourself, I don't care what happens, I'm still going to consider myself to be a wonderful person. I'm still great. I still got skill sets. I still got it going on. Now, I might not be flawless, but I'm still the bomb. And so your life is not an accident. If you are here living, you were and were meant to be here. Think about it like this. You're already a miracle seed. Already, when your daddy and your mama got together and she got pregnant by him, that sperm, it was millions of sperm. Only one of them jokers in that batch got to that seed, got to that egg. That was you, okay? Already miracle seed. So now that you're here, now it's about discovering your destiny. Destiny is not to be given to you. Destiny is to be discovered. You already have a destiny, a planned and expected end for prosperity, for success, for greatness, for peace of mind, for high quality of life. Your job is to discover that and that within you that you already have as ingredients to go ahead and make that happen, okay? The signal for you that you have a divine purpose for even being is the fact that you are here. And that should really amplify your personal self-esteem. Now, to drive this point home a little bit further, I'm going to go into just some scripture. Sometimes you just got to go to the Word to just really give you a good illustration of the impact of certain principles. And this principle of self-esteem 
emanating from the fact that you were created with a purpose is something that is undeniable. And so, just as you know, you know, why are you going to the vow? Why are you going to the vow? Because I wear a couple of different hats. I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a father, I'm a husband, all of that good stuff. I'm also an ordained pastor. I serve as associate pastor of a local church here in Milwaukee, World Outreach Center. Senior pastors are Urban and Melvin Henderson. Shout out to them. What's happening? Boom. And I also serve as former youth pastor. I'm currently associate pastor there. And so this is part of my makeup too. You know what I'm saying? I'm multifaceted. Multifaceted. So what you're going to get is one of the facifications. <laughs> he got bars of who I am. So you're going to be blessed by it and increased by it. So I'm here on this Communication Guru podcast to help you communicate better and knowing who you are and your purpose and your divine right to success will give you the juice that you need to rock your communication and correlatively enhance and maximize your quality of life. Over in the book of Judges, this is a familiar passage of scripture for those of you all who are familiar with the Bible, for those of you who aren't, there's a story, situation. Children of Israel who were in relationship with God had been disobedient, you know, similar to that parent and child example I gave earlier, and God allowed them to be punished because if you're either going to do what I say and prosper or you're not, then you're going to have some consequences. We understand life has consequences. Do the right thing, you get right results. Do the wrong thing, you taking your chances. So they took their chances and they crapped out. And they were in a situation where another people group had came and invaded their land, put them under bondage, and they were tired of that. They wanted to get out. You know what I'm saying? I'll be tired of going through what we're going through. Help us. This is going on for too long. We get it now. We messed up. We sorry. We sorry. We sorry. We help it. Stop it. Let it stop. Is where they were. And they didn't necessarily see a, a way out. And God in his mercy had a way out for them after they endured the fullness of time of the punishment that they were under. So starting at verse number one, this is Judges, the book of Judges, Old Testament, book of Judges, chapter number six, verse number one. It says, and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Midian for seven years. So they were in this challenging spot for these seven years. Skipping down to verse number 11, it says, and there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak tree, which was in Oprah, See, Oprah, that came from the Bible. You didn't know Oprah Winfrey. That, her name is in the Bible. Oprah. Wow. Uh-huh. That pertained unto Joash, the Abyssalite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. So he was working. He was doing some stuff. And he had to hide his stuff because the people that they were under bondage to was coming in, jacking all their stuff. So the things that were precious to them, they had to hide it. You don't want to be living your life in a way you got to hide stuff and not show your good things forth because it's under threat of being taken or stolen. So they were in a situation. Verse number 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Thou mighty man of valor, the Lord is with thee. Okay? This is giving him some identity of who he is, trying to help his self-esteem. You are a mighty man, a mighty woman of valor. You have value. Notice how this had to come first. The knowing of who you are, the impression of who you are. Why? Because things have to be on the inside of you first before they can emanate out. You ever went to a construction site and you saw a sign that says, coming soon, McMurtry Towers, and something's going to be being built? 
There's a picture of it. Now, it could be an empty lot, just grass and gravel there. But that picture is telling you what's coming. And soon enough, in a year or two, that building is built. That means that the building was built twice. It was first built in somebody's mind. Because your thoughts are things. That's a whole nother message. Built first in your mind, then it has to come into the physical. So he had to be told that, hey, man, you got it going on. So it could seep into his mind first, even if he didn't have any physical evidence of that and the outset, so that it could emanate, it could be pulled from the inside out. And the angel of the Lord, verse 12, appeared unto him and said unto him, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Verse 13. And Gideon said unto him, after he was told, you a mighty man of valor. Instead of him saying, I am. Word up. Thank God. No, I am. That ain't what he said. That's what he said. And Gideon said unto him, the angel of the Lord, that had come to him, telling him he's a mighty man of valor. Oh, my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us in the hands of many. Now, okay, well, since, okay, everything's so glory and bumping, why are we in bondage to these hooks, these busters? Why we got to even deal with them? And all them times, you know, you part of the Red Sea and God is good and God is with you and God will bless you and all that kind of, where is that at? Is what he was saying. Because we living in a funky situation and it's foul. And so I'm a mighty man of, okay, show and prove. Verse 14, and the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy might and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Ooh. The joker was saying, well, hey, well, where God, this, this, this. okay, what you doing to bring deliverance to your people? Big mouth, all the complaining, man, they just, you know, man, what, we did, what you going to do about it? When you going to stand up? When you going to rise up and take your rightful place? When is your self-esteem going to get to the point to where you are the solution to the challenge? Not the problem. Mm. That's what he said to him. That's what he answered. When he asked him, all this stuff, and we're good, and we're good. Okay, what you doing? A little scrub. I just called you a mighty man of valor, which means you ain't no scrub, but you still thinking like a scrub. You ain't no scrub. No, I don't want no scrubs. No, they will never do No, never do 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 Yeah. No, God don't even want no scrubs. He'll take a scrub and make him a hero. <laughs> Ooh, this is good to me, man. I'm feeling this thing. Verse 14, and the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy might. Thy might. You got some ability to do some stuff. Quit being a buster. <sighs> go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, oh, my Lord, wherewith shall I save? You talking about me? How am I going to save Israel? This, this is what he said. He was saying this about himself. This is giving you a reflection of what his self-esteem was. He was already called a mighty man of valor. He's already told to go in this thy might, get up. You're going to be the one that's going to save the people. You are the hero. You can go ahead and do it. After all of that, he's still thinking like this. Look at what he said to that. And he said unto him, oh, my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Not little old me. My family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. 
We broke. We black. They don't like black people. They don't be letting black people do stuff. And then my mom and them, they don't even really like me. The mom, the black sheep of the family. She be with my brother and my sister. And she always, they always get the best toys. But I didn't really get nothing for Christmas. On my birthday, all I got was a car. I didn't even have no money in it. They get cars with money and stuff like that. Yeah. Low self-esteem. I'm poor. My family in bondage. We ain't really got nothing is what he was saying. And he was calling himself the black sheep of the family, essentially. I'm the worst in the family. I'm the one that don't nobody want. I'm the least qualified, quote unquote, to be saving anything after he was told he was a mighty man of valor. So your impression of yourself will determine what you can do. God told him personally, hey, bro, I done picked you to save the whole people, not just your family, your whole people. But you got to get your self-esteem up, player. Because you don't even think you can do it. You don't even think you call in your family. And I done already tapped you to save a whole nation. Man, I wish I had a B3 Hammond organ. I'd go into a praise break. Pick them up and put them down. Pick them up and put them down. Pick them up and put them. Y'all, boy, y'all ain't ready for me. Let me go ahead and move on. So, last two verses, now I'm going to wrap this up. And the Lord said unto him, surely I will be with thee. Notice how he gave him that reassurance. He said, surely, not maybe. Now, you know, you do got a point. Y'all, he is kind of bad off. I don't know what I was thinking, picking you. That ain't what he said. He said, surely. Uh-huh. Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. You're going to whoop the whole country that's got you oppressed as if they was one person. Surely. not. This ain't no if and a buts. This is a done deal, player. Step your mental game up. Verse 17. And he said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest to me. So now he's looking for Show me some proof. So now open up my eyes to see that you really are who you are. So the story goes on. He showed him some signs. He went on to lead his people, the nation of Israel, you know, to the victory of the Midianites, and they won just like he was told. But the moral of the story is it was his own image of himself that had to be set free and unarrested from this littleness. And part of that comes from the fact that you have been made and created by a creator. It's a power bigger than you. You ain't the only thing on this earth. It's a power that created. It wasn't no Big Bang or osmosis that it happened by. You have a superior being. I call him God. Some people call him infinite intelligence, the universe, or the cosmos. Whatever your description, I call him God. Something bigger than you made you and has given you the energy and the capacity to be a winner. (laughs) But you have to think like that. Another story, now I'm going to wrap this thing up, is I was younger, about, I don't know, 11 or 12, went to a camp put on by the YMCA called Camp Minicani. Now, it's valuable that you know who you are and what you have access to because it can determine your quality of life as well as your communicative processes, styles, and tactics. So I was there about 10 or 11 years old, maybe 9, 10, 11, one of those ages, and I was at this camp. And at the beginning of the camp, you get the orientation. They tell you what you're going to be there for the week, what you're going to be doing. This day, you're going to do this. Next day, we're going to do that. Tell you where the commissary is or the store where you can get your equipment and utensils and, you know, food, snacks, whatever. And so after second or third day, 
we were in class or in one of the little workshops or whatever, and we were doing an assignment that required a flashlight. And I had, you know, made friends with a couple of little folks there because, I, was, you know, I'm cool like that. I've been cool like that for a long time. So little cat named Tom, he was from New Berlin, Wisconsin. We were kind of friends, whatever. And in this assignment, I was asking him to use his flashlight and I was using it, you know, for part of the assignment. And the camp counselor guy who was leading this process, this workshop, said, hey, Tim, what's going on? So what do you mean? He said, where's your flashlight? Because he saw that I was using the next man's flashlight. I said, well, I don't have one. He said, well, why don't you have a flashlight? I said, because I ain't got no money to get one. And he got one, so I'm using his. He was like, you don't have any, what do you mean you don't have any money? Your dad, check this. He said, your dad left money in your account at the beginning of the camp so that you would have enough money to go and get your equipment and stuff like that and have some left over to get your snacks and all that kind of stuff. I was like, for real? He was like, yeah. So next time we go, why don't you go grab a flashlight? I was like, wow. So check this out. We have the triune being, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all like in one kind of evidence here. Okay? I'm here, right, in need of something. Now, God is our Father. Infinite intelligence, universe, that supreme being is my Father, the creator of me, who gives me a right to be successful because he has already provided everything for me in creation. The Bible says that in the sixth day, when God created heaven and earth, all the stuff that he did, he created man, da, 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 then he said he was finished. He ended his labor, and then he rested on the seventh day. He wasn't resting because he was tired. He was resting because he was done creating what he was going to be creating. So all that you have is already present in the sphere of creation. Your job is to pull it out of creation into your hand. Them bars for you as well. So my father had already provided for me. I just didn't know it. So the camp counselor, Bible says the Holy Spirit, he teaches us, all things, leads and guides into all truth and shows us things to come. So the camp counselor, y'all, served as like the Holy Spirit. He brought to my attention that which I had access to that I didn't previously know. In you, you have the ingredients for success. You have to uncover them. You know what I'm saying? You got to polish them so that you're able to manifest them in your communication style as well as in your quality of life. So your self-esteem is that piece of you that you need to maintain a high level of because when you show up, you want to show up confident. When you show up, you want to communicate confident, clear, and effective. And as you communicate confident, clear, and effective, you will be able to extract from life the things that you want to maximize your quality of life. And now you got a bump in life. Again, the Bible says that Christ came that we might have and enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows. So you are entitled uh, by your mere existence, my God, to live the good life. That stuff you be seeing celebrities do? Oh, man, we should have done a lifestyle that's rich and famous. Yeah, you're supposed to be there. You're supposed to be. What in you have you not fully developed yet that can take you there? Well, I don't aspire to that. Okay, whatever, yo. What is the highest and best use of your life for you? You can live that. You can create that. You can maintain, sustain, and enjoy every drop of it if your self-esteem is where it needs to be. It's your job to cultivate that self-esteem. 
and keep it at that place where it is tip top. So don't let the mistakes of the past, you know, I had a baby when I was a teenager, a teenage mom or dad, or you had a little funky relationship that you shouldn't have been in, but you thought you knew it all. And against all the warning signs, people told you you still was a hard head and you did. Okay, okay. Get over it now. You can move past that now. You're not defined by the mistakes of the past. They aren't the totality of who you are. Those were a moment in time where your judgment could have been better, but it wasn't. Okay? Now you got to move on. You have the capacity to overcome that. Rebuild your self-esteem and still jam and maximize the life that you desire here. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do. Your self-esteem and your identity come from the fact that you came from a miracle seed. You were created by a creator. The ultimate creator is God, and he created you as a creative being. So even if you have some things in your life that you don't quite see yet, you have the ability to create that. Put the pieces together and make something happen. Like if you got a toy, you just saw on the box for instructions included on how to do this. Assembly required, meaning that you might have all the ingredients, but it's not a finished product yet. You got to do some work. So the work you have to do is to maximize your self-esteem. Get up in the morning every day and tell yourself, I am really wonderful. You can say that. Now, sometimes people have it, they're looking in the mirror at their own self before they brush their teeth. Can't hardly even say, I am a wonderful person. Start practicing that. And as you begin to practice that, it will build upon you. Encourage yourself. And you can build a cumulative war chest (laughs) of positive self-esteem. Because the fact that you are here means that you are a walking miracle, as it is biologically anyway. Because of the millions of sperm and life-given material that was swimming around. And that was that ambiotic fluid or whatever fluid it was. You was the one that came out. So live your life to the fullest. Build your self-esteem. And no matter what you do, if you miss the mark sometimes and stuff like that, don't let that destroy your self-esteem and the stature that you hold yourself in, which ought to be high regard. So with that, my friends, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up here. And I thank you for listening today. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to the Communication Google Podcast. And also be on the lookout for the Morning Inspiration Vlog which are inspirational words that are given on all the social media sites or channels, platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. They help, you know, to put wind behind yourselves. So sometime over the course of the day, you might need an attaboy or an girl. That's what those are designed to do, give you some insights as well as some encouragement. And finally, if you have a communication issue that you would like some assistance with, feel free to drop me a line at Tim at TimMcMurtryInternational.com. Tim at TimMcMurtryInternational.com. And give me like a brief description or summary of what it is you're dealing with. And we can hop on a discovery call to see if I may be able to be of some assistance to you in mitigating that communication challenge. So thank you again for your listenership and your viewership. I really do appreciate it. If you have, you know, any comments, feel free to, you know, comments and things like that, feedback. I appreciate that. I'd like to engage with my listening audience and viewing audience. So thanks so much again. Thank you all for your viewership and your listenership. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, blessing and increase to you. Bam.